Hello, Reeling Freedom fans. Captain Gene Hammond here. It is early November, and it is kingfish season. What does kingfish season mean? That means it's blowing 20 on tournament day every day. Coming up this weekend, we have the Old Salt King of the Beach Tournament, one of the biggest kingfish tournaments on in the world, really. And, of course, it's going to be blowing 20 to 25 for most of the day on Saturday. So what am I going to do? I'm probably just going to sit on the beach in the lee of land, in the lee of the island, maybe venture out a little further, but I'm going to fly a kite and suspend some baits off of that kite and see what happens. So if anybody's fishing this tournament, please be careful. It's going to be easily four to six foot waves probably 15 to 20 miles out. The boundary limit for this tournament is within 30 miles of shore. I am not going out 30 miles Saturday, but we're going to make an effort nonetheless. And um, good luck to everybody. And we'll hope to see you there. So on this episode, episode eight, we have Mr. James Boggs from another nonprofit here in the Tampa Bay area called Team Addo. And they're just doing some great things, a 501c3 nonprofit organization founded by James that helps veterans transition from active duty service to civilian service, giving them suits and just doing great things, resume reviews and, and, and stuff like that. But he's doing a lot of great things. James himself is a 20-year veteran, did 10 years in the United States Marine Corps, took a three-year break, and then went to learn how to fly helicopters in the U.S. Army as a warrant officer. During his three-year break, he was a first responder. He was a police officer. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Here we go. Episode 8. All right, welcome to the Reeling Freedom Podcast. I have with me today Mr. James Boggs. How you doing, James? Gene, I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for having me on, brother. Man, I, you are um, you are doing really good things. Just tell you know, um, James is doing a lot of really really good things for our veteran community, getting them out there, having you know, helping them transition from active duty service to the civilian world, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We, you know, we uh, we've got a couple different uh, programs, and and that's our main focus is to walk along with uh, veterans and spouses of veterans as they uh, navigate this thing called transitioning. Yeah, a lot of people have. You know, I, a lot of people don't realize the security blanket that military service offers you, and when you get shoved out into the real world, and and you've been doing, you know. Um, your military service for 20 plus years, it's, it's a transition and it, and sometimes it's not easy, you know? So. Yeah. And you know, and the, the thing about it is that the, the military does a great job of taking care of its service members and their families. 
Um, the, the, the crazy thing about it is when we exit the military, uh, the, the Department of Defense and military kind of it's at severing ties and, and it's not a bad thing, but that's just where we part ways and, and the service member exits and you're yeah. kind of on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are helping out. We're going to, we'll talk about that. Um, I'll ask you a few questions about that later on, but you know, absolutely. let's, let's talk about you. Where did you grow up and, and where are you from? And <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I, I consider myself a, a Tampa boy. Um, we moved, uh, to Tampa, Florida, uh, gosh, uh, summer of 1987. So I, I went to, to Gory elementary and Wilson junior high and plant high school. Okay. And then, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's where I call home. My folks still live there. My brother and his wife and kids live out in Sefner and my sister lives in Tampa. So that that's home to me. Uh, we always come back there. Um, but then yeah, night, uh, or when I was 17 years old, I joined yeah. the Marines and, yeah, and saw left, that. uh, left Tampa, Florida. Yeah. I'm, I'm just reading your, um, um, what year was it when you joined the Marine Corps? Uh, so I joined my senior year of high school. So I joined in uh, September of 93, and then I left to boot camp in September of 94. Well, we're not that far apart. I graduated high school in 92. Okay, so yeah. Right there. We're right there. It took me yeah. a little bit longer to get into the military. If you <laughs> if you listen to my podcast, it's kind of a crazy story how I landed in the military, but that's in another yeah. podcast. But So um, 1993, into the Marine Corps, what would you do in the Marines? Still, when I went into the Marine Corps, I joined as a, an air traffic controller. Um, so I did that for, for quite a while. And then I also did recruiting duty out of Tampa. Uh, oh I recruited gosh. out of Plant Robinson and Jefferson High School. And uh, then I went over uh, to OIF-1 as kind of a, a fist team, like a fire support team leader, calling in medevacs, close air support, artillery support. Uh, we had two teams uh, with us. Uh, with uh, the first Marine division. So yeah, that's, uh, did that and did, uh, 10 years in the Marine Corps. Well, 10 years then, in the Marine uh, Corps. Got, yeah. Yeah. 10 years so, in the Marines got out and, uh, actually came back to Tampa. Um, and I was a cop in Lakeland, Florida for yeah. three and a half years. And then my last year as a cop, uh, I was in the Marine reserves for one year and missed the military uh, a, a lot. I really missed being in, and uh, so that's when I uh, yeah, man, joined when, the army to become a helicopter pilot. When, when it's in your blood, it's in your blood, right? So <laughs> let's back up a little bit to your your fire support duty, in, in OIF one. How was it? Um, how was it? What was it like over there? I and mean, how long were you over there? And and um, where were you at? Yeah. So we went. Uh, I was with uh, the first. Uh, the invasion was first Marine Division in OIF one. Yeah. And we uh, we had two cells. There was. There was four of us on each cell, and we were attached to uh, basically different units. Uh, part of third or first Marine Division, we were part of third tracks, and it was, um, you know, it this was towards the end of my career. So, you know, I was a, a, a staff sergeant in in the Marine Corps, and you know, I've done operations before. We were in South. I did South America counter drug ops down there. Yeah. Did two Marine Expeditionary units, but this was the first time where it was. You know, no kidding. Hey, listen, we're we're gonna invade a country. And, yeah, you um, know what? I talk about it. I talk about the stark difference between pre nine eleven um, military service and post nine eleven military service. It is it is a night and day difference. And um, 
But but this is way before 9-11, right? This is what, 95, 96 time frame? We're... As, as far as what? Um, OIF-1. When you no, were... OIF-1 was, uh, no, that was 2003. Oh, okay. OIF-1. Okay, okay. Yep. Yep. So prior to gotcha. that, you know, I did two, uh, two Marine Expeditionary Unit, uh, two MUSE uh, out to, um, we went out uh, to the Mediterranean both times on two Navy ships and did a counter-drug operation in South America. So we I've never been uh, combat prior to this. Gotcha. You know, we had we were involved in a lot of uh, non-combative operations, evacuating American citizens and things like that, but nothing nothing like OIF one. Yeah, okay. So I'm getting my dates mixed up a little bit. Um, you know, we we both had just missed um, um, the first time we went over to the desert. I think in the early '90s, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of you know a lot of the the platoon sergeants that I had. Um, and as a young soldier on Fort Sill, Oklahoma, they were just, they, they had all those stories, right. Um, about being in the desert and, and, you know, going from Kuwait to, to, um, into Iraq, but yeah, 2003, um, do you remember where you were, um, when you, when you went over there? Cause I bet you, we were, we were in a lot of the same places, right? I actually, yeah, so we yeah. We started off at uh, Camp Matilda, yeah. um, which was just south of south of the border. And then uh, when we invaded, um, I mean, I remember like it was yesterday, you know, March uh, or what was it? Yeah, March 18th. Yeah, March 18th uh, that night. Yeah, March 18th. They, you know, I remember uh, ROIC coming back and telling us that we were going to, you know, buckle down for the, the summer and what provisions we needed and. And that was like at eight o'clock at night. And then, uh, then come three in the morning, they're kicking racks and waking everybody up, telling them we're wow. telling us we're invading, uh, invading Iraq. So, yeah. uh, we started off, uh, you know, Camp Matilda and moved all the way up to, uh, Baghdad, then, uh, retrograde back to Adiwania. Gotcha. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I flew, it was, it was Oh three. I want to say mid, I, th- I think, maybe at April of 03 when we first rolled into the city I got I flew in from from Kuwait and and I essentially got there the weekend that um gosh what was his name that that took over operations there and um it was a civilian guy I can't remember his name now but um yeah we flew flew right into Biap uh, Baghdad International Mm-hmm. And then we went to a place called Orha, which is the Office of Reconstruction and Humanitarian Assistance, is where I was. It oh was wow! Ba- yeah, it was basically, it was basically Saddam's palace. You know, we're oh wow, yeah, right there, right next to Uday's place too. But um, yeah, I wasn't there. I n- I never did, I never did more than six months at a time on on six different deployments so i wasn't over there very long you know it was our job right. it was our jobs to go in there and set up communications and um have other active duty communications groups um, fall in behind us and kind of take over so that's what i did i just made sure people like you could talk you know yeah. so. which, which is very important 
because uh, if we can't communicate, we ain't working. Yeah, you know, um, you, you might remember a cadence that you used to sing called um, Shoot, Move, and Communicate. You remember that? Shoot, Move, and Communicate. Well, Tell my wife that every day. <laughs> it, it is so backwards, right? Because you can't, <laughs> you can't shoot unless you talk to your talk to people that's right, right. Yeah. Well, you, you can't shoot unless you move and you can't move unless you talk to people so it's totally backwards <laughs> yeah that's what i was saying but yeah so 10 years in the in the marine corps thank you very much for your service that, that's awesome and yeah my uh, i i enjoyed my time in the marine corps and then you know like i said went over uh, to be a cop for three and a half years and yeah and then just missed it and decided to go back into the army and do 10 years in the army so so Marine Corps first responder, and then right into you finished your career in as a as an officer in the army, right? I did. Yeah, I came over to the army. I was a, a warrant officer yeah. and retired as a CW three, and did ten years as a Blackhawk pilot. Now, did you yeah, did you come in um, as enlisted and then get your warrants? Um, um, go to walks walk. Uh, what was it? Warrant officer. Selection I did. Yep. So, okay. yep. I did my, my 10 years in the Marine Corps enlisted from, you know, E1 to E6 and yeah. got out from that and, and then uh, went right into the Army, went to walk school and went to flight school for the Army and started as a W1 and retired as a CW3. There you go. Okay. Yeah. As a, as a young man, E3, E4 on Fort Oklahoma, you know, growing up, all I wanted to do was fly. So I put a, a, warrant, a warrant packet together. Uh-huh. Um, to go 153 Alpha, which is what you were. Yeah, right? yep, yep. Yeah, I put absolutely. it all together, went and took the AFAST test, which I scored very well on, 115 or something like that. And um, I got a letter back from Fort Rucker that said, um, you're fully qualified, but not selected at this time. And I was Really? Crazy. That's what it said, yeah. Yeah. But this was this was probably, oh, gosh. Let me think about this. This is probably 98, 99 time frame. They just didn't right. need pilots, right? Yeah. Then no, after, absolutely. Yeah, and then after everything kicks off, they sent me a letter again, please reapply. We need pilots. <laughs> you know? And I just never did it. But they were they were paying really big bonuses to pilots that were staying in, right? Oh, and, back, back in the day, yeah. uh, pilots got really, really good bonuses to stay in yeah, because yep. and to come in, too. Yeah, people were getting all that training and and um, and um just getting out, you know? So they were just, Yeah, and that's actually kind of where uh, most branches are at right now, especially the Army is where a lot of these guys are, are they're getting out because of the opportunities that are uh, in front of them on the civilian sector. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your time um, in, in the Blackhawk. Um, how was that? I mean, what is <laughs> unbelievable, right? You know, I, I would joke uh, with people. I'd tell them, hey, listen, uh, if the Army stopped paying me uh, to do this, I would probably do it for free. I enjoyed it that much. Okay. Uh, it was it was an amazing job. I got a strap on, a, you know, multi-million dollar helicopter every day and, and go burn holes in the sky. Um, so it was just, it was one of those, like I said, it was a childhood dream. My yeah. dad was a door gunner in Vietnam and Huey. So growing up, you know, hearing stories about helicopters, pilots, door gunners, uh, I just, I was fascinated by it. 
um, just my opportunity didn't come until I was about 31 years old. So, yeah. but uh, I loved every second of it. Met some of the, the greatest men and women that I've served with uh, in that job and just, just enjoyed it. Yeah. When did, what year did you um, start flying? Uh, 08, 2008. Oh, and I wow. retired 2018. And uh, just, just a great opportunity. Uh, right out of flight school, went to Hawaii. And out of Hawaii, I deployed twice. Once to, I went back to Iraq in yeah. 2009 and then went to Afghanistan in 2012. Um, your, your main mission was, was um, ferrying troops around and, and special ops guys, maybe? What, what was your main focus? It was. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, both, both deployments, I was attached to an air assault company. Okay. And our, our primary mission is taking troops to the bad guys. So from, you know, your basic infantry guys going to do infills uh, and to we supported a couple special operations units uh, in the area from, you know, all, all over the European Union. Um, That's incredible. You know, so just just some amazing guys. Uh, two of my best friends uh, that I have now uh, came out of that two Navy SEALs. And these guys are just like brothers because just, you know, the, the op, you know, the not necessarily just what we did, but just chewing the same dirt, living the, oh, yeah. living out there and oh, just yeah. becoming uh, real close. And yeah, it's just, just an amazing opportunity. So, yeah, you meet a lot of really good pay- people, um, you know, throughout your military service. I, I actually listened to a former Navy SEAL who has a podcast called Cleared Hot, um, uh-huh. Andy Stump. Incredible. Okay. Part. Yeah. Great guy great guy you might have you might have flown him around a little bit but uh <laughs> <laughs> you never know you never know you never know so uh, yeah it was it was just a it was a great experience i mean uh there were days that i just didn't think i was coming home uh, which that my afghanistan tour was probably my toughest just because um uh i was my son was eight days old when i left afghanistan oh my goodness it so happens. that that was tough yeah, that that is a, a tough one to deal with right there. Eight years old and you have to deploy. Eight, or, yeah, or sorry, eight days old. Eight days old. Okay. Eight days old. Wow. Yep. So, you know, I, I barely know my son. Uh, I'd only been married three years. Um, just that was that was a tough deployment. And, you know, thank goodness I made it home great. I, I watched my son grow up on Skype for the first year. Uh, but I tell you, my, my wife, she was – she she's the hero of that story because she was a, a captain in the army yeah. uh, with a brand new son, you know, really a single mom for a year and holding down the fort full-time job, brand new baby. And uh, she made it happen. So I, I, I tell her every day she had the harder job. Not yeah, me. Absolutely. I mean, it takes a very, I mean, it's so hard on a family when you remove a household figure out of the household for a year or 18 months um, and, and all of the bills and responsibility and everything else lands on that person that, that has to stay back. It is tough. It is tough. Very a lot, tough. A lot of people don't realize that. And yeah. kudos for you to giving her, giving her the credit, you know, because it is oh, tough. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. So you get back um, from all these deployments and flying around, you land on McDill air force base. Let's talk about how team Addo, um, get started. What does Addo stand for anyway? So Addo is actually Latin for to inspire. Okay. And, and, and that, that, that whole thing, um, came about from, I just remember lying on my bed, talking to my wife one night, 
uh, probably around like 2010 timeframe of just wanting to, to do something to give back Absolutely. and to serve our fellow veterans. And when we came back from our deployment in 2012, I was actually had the opportunity to go up to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania yeah. with uh, my good friend who was a Navy SEAL and participate in a, a program or it, it was an event for special operations guys. And, and I was never uh, in special operations, never claimed to be, but um, our buddies, uh, they, they invited a couple pilots up there since we flew them around. They said, Hey, we'd love for you guys to be a part of this. And uh, it was, it was hosted by uh, Troy Palomalo and some of the Pittsburgh Steelers gotcha. and just, just a phenomenal time, had an amazing time. And it, it was truly a, a once in a lifetime event. And, the name of the organization that put it on was called Operation Once in a Lifetime. Yeah. I got to meet the gentleman who started that. His name's Patrick Sowers. And, and going to that and experiencing that, I walked away from it with some amazing friends. Yeah. But knowing that, I want to do that. I want to give back to the veteran community. I want to give guys a, a tangible thank you. And uh, so coming back from that, uh, we held our – uh, we, we created Team Atto, yeah. um, and we held our first charity event, which we raised money for Operation Once in a Lifetime. And Troy Palomalo and his wife, Theodora, have a, their foundation. We raised money for them yeah. and just just had a great time doing that. And from that, I was like, you know, I want to do more, more and more. And then we put, um, we put a bunch of guys from SOCOM on a boat with my Uncle Wade. And they fished with them for with him for a day. My buddy Brian had a boat, and yeah. so that was actually the birth of the All Heroes Open. Was just a day of fishing with Wade Boggs. So yeah, um, that's pretty cool. So, so yeah, tell tell our <laughs> listeners what the All Hero Open is. What what it is because it's, yeah, so it's the All Heroes Open event. is a, it's a yeah. charity fishing tournament that helps us fund do what we do at Team Atto, yeah. and uh, that's our our uh, charity fishing tournament in September which is, it's just a great time. It's, it's an amazing time where we, we really get a focus on the veterans and take them out fishing this year. We had 280 anglers out of that 280. There was a hundred service members, active duty service members, veterans, family members of veterans out fishing, no cost to them. So that was, uh, that was a great, a great uh, mile marker we hit this year for that. So super fun. Unbelievable. And, And you started, um, that All Heroes Open in 2013, 2014 timeframe? Uh, 2016, 2016 was our actual first year of the All Heroes Open. Okay. We started Team Addo in 2014. Yeah. So, yeah, this year we just held our fourth annual All Heroes Open, um, which is just a great fundraiser for us on, on that aspect. But then we also have a, a charity cornhole tournament in Tampa, oh, which yeah. is called the Tampa yeah, yeah. Bay Throwdown, uh, which is that's just an awesome time, too, if anyone – likes to play cornhole that's just super fun beer in your hand throw some bean bags and me? uh yeah it's a it's a great time so that is a lot of fun so you um the the fishing tournament the all heroes open is september time frame when is the uh yep. th- what what month what day is the throwdown the throwdown uh tempe throwdown will be april 4th this year or 2020 at armature works okay um yep we're going to have to get a rolling uh, freedom team together and come throw down, <laughs> throw down. Yeah, man. absolutely. Man. <laughs> it's a great time too. So it's a, uh, that's just super fun uh, at that event. 
And then uh, we've already locked the dates on for the fifth annual All Heroes Open, which will be September 18th and 19th. 18th and 19th. Yeah, we um, we got crossed up a little bit this year, and I was there last year but didn't get to fish it this year because, you know, we're, we're busy too and, and got a lot of stuff going on with Reeling Freedom. But, you know, we don't meet if, if you don't have the All Heroes Open because – that's about fishing and reeling freedom's all about fishing and and it's really all about our veterans too so absolutely that, absolutely that's how we met but yeah pretty cool so you take so um team addo the the nonprofit part of it the, those funds talk about um where those funds go to you bu- you buy suits and stuff like that for veterans Trans- yeah absolutely so we started uh back in 2017 we, we started uh, the Veterans Closet, uh, which was our first one was in Tampa Bay. So we started the Tampa Bay Veterans Closet. Okay. And uh, what we started doing is, yeah, purchasing suits, uh, brand new suits for transitioning service members and spouses. Um, but we also do resume reviews, interview training, career placement. And now we have a new program called Headshots where we take professional uh, photographs nice. for people who are, who are exiting and spouses. And which is great for LinkedIn, e-resumes, things of that nature. Sure. So it's it's really a full transition package that we want to provide them. And it's not just the suit. We buy them the shirt, the tie, the belt, and the shoes, the whole shebang. So they're suited up. They're ready to go. Right now, we currently work with Men's Warehouse for the male side, male spouses and male veterans. And they get a custom suit. So it's a custom Joe suit. It's it's specifically made for them. Yeah. It's not their an measurements. suit. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Awesome. And then for our uh, female service members and spouses, we actually asked them where they where they would buy a suit, uh, what particular women's clothing store, and we go with them and 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 purchase it for them as well. But they get the the shirt, the tie, or excuse me, the suit, the shirt, and shoes, whatever yep. uh, accessories they need for a woman's suit. Gotcha. We make sure we get it to them. And how do you find your um, transitioning veterans? How do, how do people sign up to get on your uh, list so, to ask for help yeah, and stuff like that? You know, a lot of it's word of mouth. A lot of it, a lot of it, we have them contact us. Um, they could go to our website at teamato.com yeah. and, you know, contact us, email us and tell, tell us that, you know, they're interested in the program. And we have a vetting process and then we select people um, you know, based upon, uh, where they're at and things of that nature. Gotcha. Yeah. So you probably have a fairly large list like we do and, and you have to go through, you know, cause you know, people will take advantage of anything. Right. And, and you want to yeah. get, you want to get the help and, and support to the right people. And that, right. can, that can be difficult sometimes. So, and, 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 you know, it is, and everything we do is based off of fundraising, you know, we don't get any uh, uh, federal help or anything like that. So everything we do is through either uh, monthly donations from our team player program where people could sign up and be a, a monthly donor um, or what we collect from our, our fundraisers. Yeah. And our our Veterans Closet program, the Suit Up program, is, is primarily based. It's, it's a gift, regardless of someone's economic ability or inability regardless of how many years they served, regardless of their rank. We don't care about any of that. As long as they served honorably, that's all we care about because we don't want the stigma of, oh, this is a handout. It's not a handout. 
it's a gift to say thank you for your service. Right, right. That is awesome. And and um, so, where where do you see Team Adam? Where's it going in the future? Do you have any any future plans of growing it or doing something a little bit different or just keep on going the way you're going? You know, so then that, that's the million dollar question. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, yeah. we want to grow. We want to help out as many people as we can, uh, but we want to make sure we're doing the best we can with the money that's been entrusted to us. Sure. Um, so, you know, constantly looking, how can we, uh, how can we stretch our dollar to make sure we're getting the best product, but serving the community the best way we can. That's the, that's the key. So, you know, right now, uh, since inception, We've suited up over 380 service members and spouses. Wow. So the, 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 the crazy part about that is, though, annually, there's 180,000 service members exit the military every year. Yeah. So, as, and, you know, if we suit one, we're happy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, it just gets frustrating sometimes because we're not making a dent. But we're helping out as many people as we can. Yeah, I mean you're you're doing really good stuff, man. I mean I really enjoy watching, you know, some of your social media posts and and how you're helping veterans. It this is why I wanted to talk to you. You know, it's it's awesome um, to see people like you and and, and organizations like Team Addo, um, just doing such great things. It's awesome, really cool stuff. Well, I, I appreciate support from you guys and encouragement because. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, you want to help out as many people as you can. And just sometimes, man, it just it feels like like you can't help enough. And, and you get you get yeah. you get beat down a little bit. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like this 22 number. If you could just help yeah. one, you know, um, you try to you don't you want you want to help all of them. But right. You got to help, you know, you, you well, help help with who you can. You know, you just can't. Absolutely. And that's what we've noticed through our programs, too, though, is it's the support we could give, the network, the bond, the friendship we could give to to the individuals that we meet and come across. Um, You know, if it's suiting them up, if it's taking them out on a boat, uh, whatnot, if it's inviting them to a a golf, uh, a golf tournament, if it's inviting them to a cornhole tournament, um, you know, just enlarging their footprint of who their their supporters are we we ultimately feel that that that's helping reduce that 22 yeah oh yeah 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 that is that is awesome we we it it is really nice to see and and you know we maybe we can get together for lunch or a beer sometime and talk about how how we could work together you know and absolutely do a joint event or just getting we're we're taking 80 veterans. We're trying to get 80, maybe 100. But I have a list of about 80 veterans that are all going out on one of Dylan Hubbard's boats the Friday of um, next week after Veterans Day. So that's I mean oh, you're that's awesome. Yeah, you're more than welcome to come along too. It's a little short little 6-hour trip, but it's um fellowship, networking and getting a line wet and having fun, you know. And, absolutely we're gonna try i love to, it yeah we we rented the whole boat from all the sponsorship money and and money we've raised with reeling freedom and you know team Addo is more than welcome to come out and, and enjoy it with us 
plenty of well, that'd be great. Yeah, plenty of space on the boat, and um, yeah, I'll send you a message on on um, Facebook um, with the details and stuff. But we, you absolutely, know, we, man, we'd love to have you along. But. Well, you know, just just being friends with you guys and, and knowing you guys are on our side and and we we could support you guys in any way lets us know uh, that you know that we got some great people in our corner. So we, oh, we yeah. appreciate y'all support, man. We really do. Yeah, if we all work together, it's better. We, I I told Paul and Danelle, I'm not I'm not here. If if they were if Reeling Freedom was trying to compete with other nonprofits, I wouldn't be here. We need to, right. we need to work together and help each other, you know. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's not about Team Addo. It's definitely not about me. Uh, it's it's about our veterans and how we can support them and let them know that we're here for them. And but but it takes guys like you and Paul and uh, all the people that help run Team Addo. It, it takes those individuals to to step up and say, yeah, I'm I'm willing to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have doers, right? You got to have doers. You do, you do. And, uh, we we certainly couldn't do it alone you know can't do it by myself so awesome have people help well james man we're i I appreciate the conversation here um we'll get this published soon and uh let's get together next time you're in town here and and have a beer and talk about absolutely yeah yeah we'll be in town uh two weeks over christmas so i'll definitely be hitting you up all right thank you very much for your service sir i appreciate it Gene, I appreciate it, brother. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man, for having me on. All right. Thank you. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. All right. There you have it. Episode eight in the books. I just got back from the King of the Beach captain's party. And um, it's going to be an interesting one. So we'll see you on the next one. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. Please share, rate, and review wherever you find podcasts. And um, thank you very much.